happy, happy vibes, my friends. Welcome back to my podcast, Vibes by Alicia, where I believe in spreading killer vibes that light you up and give you that kick in the ass to craft the life you wish to live. This sacred space is dedicated to the lovers of all things business, travel, and lifestyle. Hey, it's about time you get the scoop on the latest vibes, so let's get to it. Yay! Today, I have the pleasure of continuing our marketing conversation with Shavana Robert Schreiber of SNR Creative, a boutique marketing agency where they turn your ideas into reality in the most creative way possible. Welcome, Shavana. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm so happy to be here. You know, I'm so grateful to have you because our business ladies always tune in for the business nuggets and the business wisdom and a little bit of, you know, advice. You know, so many of them are running their businesses, they're entrepreneurs, and they don't know, you know, maybe what they should try or what could work for them. Mm -hmm. Everyone's trying to get exposure for their business and trying to get, you know, their projects or even their podcast off the ground. So, you know, let me start a little bit with your background in marketing. So you're an experienced marketer and instructor for the startup and small business owners of Houston. You're the co-host of the podcast, Big Idea, Small Business. You're also the managing director at SNR Creative, a boutique marketing and business development firm that uses years of experience, human insights, and analytics to create compelling marketing campaigns that drive successful business results. Yes. And I know that for a fact. Um, so one of the things that includes in your expertise is market research message creation, marketing communications, and go-to-market strategy and execution. So let me start with the beginning of your work journey. At what point in your life did you determine that you wanted a career in marketing? So you know what's interesting? Marketing sort of chose me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I started my career in journalism. So I was a radio co-host in Tucson, Arizona. And I moved back to Houston because I realized, okay, radio was a little bit too entertainment-like for me. I mean, I was thinking it was going to be this hard journalism, and it just yes. wasn't. So I moved back to Houston. I get into business development, and I'm in business development, and I'm working for an energy company. And I stayed in that role right maybe for three years. Okay. And I, just around that time, I was deciding I was going to go to graduate school. And I remember I started graduate school at University of St. Thomas, which I know is your yes, alma mater also, yes. um, to get my MBA. And I had one semester in, mm -hmm. and I was going to finish my graduate school program at that company. And I got a call. And I got this call from a friend, well, actually from a colleague whose sister was a recruiter. Okay. So her sister's recruiting for this communications consultancy. And oh. she said, well, I only know people in technology. Do you know anyone who has a communication or journalism or writing background? And this person who was my colleague says, oh, I know somebody. It wow. was me. Uh -huh. So it was, she threw a Hail Mary. So I love sports. So I may use some sports analogy. So she says, hey, would you be interested in this? Now, remember, I'm at this company. I've yeah. just started this two-year MBA program, and I plan to stay there. So I said, oh, you know what? It doesn't hurt to interview. I'll interview. So I interview, then I get invited back for the next interview, mm -hmm. then the next interview, then I get an offer. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, hmm, okay. Yeah. So I go to that comms, I ended up moving over to that comms agency. And after I was there, maybe a year, a little over a year, they asked if I would be interested in business development. So the, this is sort of the shift from the comms mm -hmm. and working mm -hmm. as a practitioner over to the sales business development side. So I was responsible for working with our existing clients, upselling, mm -hmm. making sure that the products and services that we were providing were going well. I mean, the teams that were in place were the right teams. So I said, okay, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll check it out. Mm -hmm. So I'm there. I've checked it out. I'm doing yeah. a good job. 
I finished graduate school okay. and I started looking, oh, let's just see. I find another business development opportunity at a technology company. Again, it was one of those, mm-hmm. well, I'll interview and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I interview, interview again, interview again all day, get high, get an offer. Actually, while I was on a plane leaving town, I get an offer. So I thought about it. Mm-hmm. I called the other company, tendered a resignation, and then I start. I'm in this business development world. Fast forward, that company gets acquired a few years later. And one of the people working on the acquisition team, they came to me and they said, okay, Mm-hmm. So we hear that you're a rock star and we've reviewed your profile. We've talked to folks that you've worked with and at the new company you're going to go to, mm-hmm. you could either go into the sales team or okay. the marketing team. Cause mm-hmm. at the time I reported to a salesperson, but I was business development and I kind of sat in between okay. sales and marketing. And I said, well, I guess I'll try marketing. Wow. I'll just, you know, just I'll, like I'll, that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try it. Right. Cause <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm thinking I have a comms background. I mean, this message, I'm, I'm a good writer. I'll try marketing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was, gosh, that's been over a decade now, long time wow. ago. And yeah. here we are. So I got to that new company. I got recruited out of that business line to another one and ended up leading this global team. And there, there it is. Did you have a sense like your heart was in the right place once you found marketing? Like this is it. This is me. This is for me. I I had the sense that I would be excellent at it because I had a sales mind. And what Mm -hmm. I realized really quickly is that marketing wasn't always seen as effective by the sales team because a lot of times the marketing strategies were beautiful, pie in the sky, not tethered to what the sales team actually was dealing with out in the field. Mm -hmm. And I had that perspective. So I knew that that made me unique. And so I leaned into that sort of competitive advantage that I, I realized you, I had. You brought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I pushed my marketing team, the people who reported to me, to really think through what whatever you're creating, how is this going to be used in the market by a salesperson and make a relationship with the sales team, you know, build a relationship, cultivate the relationship. So I think it was in that moment yes. when I really started to see the benefits of thinking that way and how okay. it was producing those results our sales team, which were great for business line, which was great for the company that I was like, okay, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm in the right place. You're in the right place. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that is your ethos in a way in business that you always try, because this is something I learned from you, you always try to put yourself in the salesperson's point of view. Yeah, I think so. Well, because at the end of the day, you're, you're selling something, right? The yeah. product, the service, your talents, your skills, whatever it is. Yes. We all are. Uh-huh. And it, when I say selling, really the way I think about uh-huh. selling is figuring out if you have a need, we all have needs and things that we want. If you have a need or a desire, am I the person to fill it? Do I have that 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 tool, that product, that service that you're looking for? Because then it becomes less about selling and more about matchmaking. Right. So then it becomes, okay, you have this gap you're trying to fill. Uh-huh. I have these skills. Yeah. And what do you think? So then if I can present it to you in a way that, Really, in many cases, obviously, you're going to highlight the benefits, but remain as neutral and objective Mm -hmm. as possible. Mm -hmm. Then you get to make the decision. You get to decide, yeah, I want to give this a shot. This is Mm -hmm. something I think I want to try. And so then it doesn't feel like a sale or you were sold to. So it's more of like a presentation. It's more of like. It's it's, it's, uh, like I said, marketing is really highlighting the things that make this product, this this service, this solution Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. And the people who are looking for that, that will resonate with them. Mm -hmm. And then you will connect. And then there's a match. There you go. Yeah. That's why you said it's like matchmaking. Exactly. I love that. So 
you know, you did mention um, at one point, you know, when we had the live uh, recording mm-hmm. last time. And so th- I just want to return to that because there was a few things that we did mention at that time. And I just want to like really hone in a little bit on, on those things because they were really important. You talked about creation and like um, and referring to like small business owners and entrepreneurs um, and incorporating podcasting into their marketing strategies mm-hmm. or sh- maybe should they start a podcast? I mean, I want to know your perspective on that. Is it something that a small business owner should definitely look into? Um, is it something that benefits them or should they have their own podcast themselves as a way for them to promote their own services or, or products? It depends. And I think that if okay. some, well, and the reason it depends is because to produce a podcast correctly, there is a lot more than just talking to people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as you mm-hmm. know, yes. there's a ton of production that goes on research behind it. That research goes to it, yeah. it. I mean, mm-hmm. so the, there are a lot of things that I think people don't necessarily know. So the reason I say it depends is because it depends on how much time a person has and if they really do desire yes. to be on air however often their mm-hmm. podcast runs and find guests or not. Because if they don't, that's okay because I feel like there are plenty of podcasts for all sorts of interests, Mm-hmm. that they can tap into yeah. without having to create their own. Like right. you could create your own or like me, mm-hmm. you could find someone who doesn't have a co-host anymore. Mm-hmm. And after being a guest on the show for yeah. I think four times, I'm <laughs> like, well, do you want a co-host? And Brian's like, sure. I'm like, okay. And that's how yeah, it went. Wow. So I didn't create big ideas, small business. And you have good chemistry, by the way. Exactly. Which is not something that's common as well. Like that's another thing. Some people don't have very good chemistry and they want to force something exactly. to happen. And it does happen for y'all, you know? Yeah. And it, it, But that's how it all came about. Okay. He is an instructor at the University of Houston Small Business Development yeah. Center, as am I. Uh-huh. He stayed for one of my sessions once, like years ago. And that's okay. how we originally met. Awesome. And so we started to talk. I was on his podcast. And I think, like I said, I think I was on maybe three or four times. Mm-hmm. And th- as I had met with him to say, mm-hmm. okay, what, what's your plan? What are you thinking about you know, for the next yeah. year? He had lost his co-host. And so I, I just said, hey, well, what do you think? And he's like, okay. And so we figured we would try it and we would see. We tried and we would see what happened. Yeah. And now I think we're, for the show, I think this is season four mm-hmm. or year four. But mm-hmm. for me, it's we're in we're going into our second one okay. or we're in our second one. So, yeah. Yeah. So if the business owner, for example, isn't ready, I guess, to have their own, um, what is a good way for them to guest? And when they guest into a podcast to be, um, I guess, the most successful at promoting themselves or their business or their products? Well, I think, again, going back to matchmaking, I, I feel like yeah. dating rules apply <laughs> to many, many things. Yeah, dating applies to a lot it of things. Does, yeah. actually. So I think the first thing is, Find that podcast that already exists that they like, that they feel, you know, this is Vibes by Alicia, that they feel that they can, they vibe with, right? Yeah. So, okay, if I'm going to guest into a podcast, then who's the host? Do I feel like I would have good chemistry with the host? That's number one. Is this an audience? Is this a target audience? Do they have an audience that I want to reach and connect with? And if so, what then can I offer that audience? So instead of thinking about what the audience can offer me, what mm-hmm. can I offer the audience? That those are the things I would think about, and okay. if you can answer those questions in, you know, t- to the affirmative, of, okay, yep, this we have that we vibe, yep, I have something to offer. Then I say, reach out, reach out, and okay. make that pitch. And yes. again, that's pitch a yourself basically. It's a match make. Yeah, I, I listen to your podcast. I like your show. Mm-hmm. You have great. You're funny. Whatever mm-hmm. the the connection point is, make that pitch, make okay. that connection. Mm-hmm. 
and then say, and I would like to be a guest, and this is what I believe I can bring to your audience. Because I believe, I know at least we are, yeah. as, a po- as podcast hosts, we're always looking for guests that can bring some value yes, to our absolutely. audience. So mm-hmm. I think making sure that that is very obvious, mm-hmm. this is what I can bring to your audience. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way a business yeah. owner can make a good match with the podcast. Right. And then obviously bring that value. And in doing so, they'll naturally promote their business. Exactly. Which is something that Stephanie mentioned. And I think also for the podcaster to make sure that they don't just take any guest, that they take a guest that also, um, I guess, blends in with their vision, with their mission, with whatever they're presenting, you know, yes. that's not something that's completely off. But that also, you know, kind of has a little bit of that, um, uh, you know, that correlates with yes. whatever's going on for that podcaster in their life as well. You That's know? right. That's right. And I think people like to learn. I mean, I feel like podcasts I are love a great that, yeah. source of learning. So if so you much. only have 10 minutes, then you start it for those 10 minutes and maybe you come back to it. I feel like the thing that makes podcasts such a nugget for a marketing strategy is the shareability and the fact that you can take them in bite sizes. I love that shareability and bite sizes. Mm -hmm. So you also mentioned that because you do also offer these um, as a strategy for some of your clients, Mm -hmm. how do you present it to your clients? And how do you think that you know, they can um, take it? You mentioned this at at the um, event to get more mileage for their dollars. Yeah. So the reason I think podcasts end up being a great channel is because Mm -hmm. as I mentioned, one, you can find a podcast on just about any interest that you have. And so if you're a business owner, your audience is somewhere listening to someone's podcast. That is for sure. For true, yeah. And if you can figure out which one that is and tap into it and do the things I just mentioned, usually to be on a podcast to guest or to sponsor is a lot more um, affordable than radio or television or traditional print. Mm-hmm just period. Mm-hmm. So the reason you get more mileage is because one, the mm-hmm. price point is lower to buy the media, to buy the spot. Then number two, because of the shareability, mm-hmm. when I pass by a billboard, I pass by it and I see it and that's it. And that's it. It's done. It's over. It's you don't over. see it anymore. If mm-hmm. I listen on a radio, mm-hmm. if I'm listening at, you know, 7, 17 AM and mm-hmm. I hear that ad, it's over, it's done. I can't share it. Yeah. Now I can go searching on the radio's website and try to find the segment. Yeah, and, but it's too difficult and you don't have that. the time for that. But yeah. if I listen to a podcast, mm-hmm. even if I only if say it's 50 minutes and there there's a 10 minute portion that I think is great. Mm-hmm. I've done this where I'll share the entire podcast. Yes. So now I'm not just sharing that episode. I'm yes. sharing the entire series yes. with whomever I'm sharing mm-hmm. it with that they are curious to go and explore. And I say, hey, listen to starting at minute 15. Now, they may listen to the whole thing. They may listen to mm-hmm. just that part mm-hmm. that I suggested. But either way, now they can just very easily hit share and share it with someone else. Yes. And that original person is exposed to this entire podcast series. So they go looking through the library. They find some mm-hmm. other show that they mm-hmm. want to listen to another episode. Yes. And you don't get that with any other marketing medium. That's no, the you thing. don't. You're right. You know, and I have a group with my sisters where, you know, the minute we hear a podcast that we like, we just copy the link and send it to each other. Yes. And that's how we've been keeping up. You know, hey, ladies, I'm going to go out of town. I want to binge on something. Do you have a recommendation? You're absolutely correct okay. because it is so easy for us to just share it, pl- plug in the link and say, hey, guys, this is really good. You're going to love it. And so yes. that's one of the things that I think you know you really are correct and like you really get a lot of good mileage out of a podcast episode and so advertising in a podcast episode really makes a lot of sense absolutely and yeah. I think one of the things I've noticed and I listen to a wide variety of podcasts yeah and all kinds of things but one of the things I noticed is they don't have that many advertisers so think about a television show so mm-hmm. think about say you watch um, a basketball game 
and they're going to have commercials. They're going to run, you know, for about yeah. maybe two to, to three minutes, right. depending. And you're going to see <clears throat> six commercials, seven commercials, you know, depending, maybe a few less, just, you know, some maybe five to seven. Yeah. And then you then they go away. Sometimes you see the same commercials. You notice, okay, they just showed that commercial. See the same commercial. But the point is, you you see these commercials. They're they're a little blurb, and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. And who can you share it with? Even if it was great, even if it was like the most yeah, fantastic yeah, yeah. commercial of all time. No, you can't cr- copy a link from that commercial. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and reshare it. That and it's so it's, it's done. over. It's it's over and it's done. And you think about it. Even the Super Bowl. Don't you think it's interesting that? I just wait to the yeah. next day to go look at the all the marketers. I do too. All the, the yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. To go see all the ads. Oh, yeah, I'll wait. go to Twitter and then I'll just see. Okay, you know, Super Bowl. But so, do you think that it's passe now to do advertising on television? I, I mean, because now people have DVRs and now they skip. Like that's what I do. I'll skip through something if I don't want to watch the commercials. My husband always skips, and I'm always like, <laughs> "This is the part I want to see. I want to. Yeah, I want to yeah, see the yeah. messaging." I don't know that it's passe because I think people are still going to pay high dollar for okay. it because they, you know, if you have 50 million televisions tuned in, there's still some ROI you can okay. you can pretend to create around mm-hmm. that because that's mm-hmm. the other thing. So if I'm watching a commercial and 50 million Americans are watch or see this commercial mm-hmm. also, right? Mm-hmm. How can you track if those 50 million Americans went out and took an and, action yeah. as a result of that commercial? How mm-hmm. can you track it? You rarely see a call to action. So, I mean, that, yeah, that you just don't. for sure. So then how do they keep it going, though? How are people still buying? I, I don't think, I if don't, you think about the uh-huh. most of the ads that you see on mm-hmm. television are bigger brands. And so it's more brand awareness okay. and that they continue to do it. It's more to just keep Uber or keep Amazon or keep AWS. In the person's psyche. In your psyche. Yeah. Um, gotcha. It's less to tie directly to an ROI. Now, the difference in the podcast, so you're a small business, mm-hmm. you know, you're not necessarily at the point where you can just focus only on brand awareness. You need to see some return on your investment. So what can you do? Well, you say, okay, I'm on this podcast and I can create a offer. So if someone listens to this podcast and they reach out and we end up doing business and they mm-hmm. mention that they heard me here, yeah, I'm going to give them 10% off of their service, Right. Okay, that's really mm-hmm. tangible. So if three weeks from now I get an inquiry from our yeah. website mm-hmm. and someone says, I heard you on the podcast and you mention 10% off your service. Yes. Okay, now I have a, a ROI, even yes. if it's just one person where I just don't know that there are many other right. mediums for advertising that you can see a direct ROI in that way. I mean, QR codes are coming back. Yes. So you see people doing that. A lot know, of that. The, mm-hmm. the QR codes in, in print. So I think that. In some ways, it's going to be interesting to see over the next few years if print starts to come up a little bit higher or digital where people can do QR codes versus TV or radio. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really do think podcasts still are a great opportunity and provide a lot of value. And do you find that it's still at the beginning stages? I think so. Yeah, you think so. I think so because think about it. I mean, most you listen to a lot of podcasts too. Uh And so do a little audit. The Mm -hmm. next time you're listening to your podcast, you're looking through your list, think about how many of them – have advertisers at all and have more than maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. Not many. That's true for sure. And mm-hmm. you know who has a lot? Oprah. So if you ever listen to Oprah's Super Soul podcast, yeah. they have maybe three or four because Oprah's a media mogul, so she mm-hmm. gets it. Mm-hmm. So you think all of those 
I think maybe three or four per, and sometimes they're just 20 minutes and they have three or four advertisers. And what's interesting is you can't speed through them because you know, on a podcast you can double time or yeah. you can't yeah, yeah, do yeah. it because it's Oprah and she's a mogul. So oh, she's figured that, that out. Right? Yeah. Because you're you like just, forced to well, to right. <laughs> yeah. That's just like on YouTube with the yeah. videos, like the, you, you can can't only skip going, yeah. after mm-hmm. the first four seconds. Right. So I think that that's where podcasting will go with advertisement where it'll, First, we're at the very beginning stages. So I think this is white space, blue ocean opportunity. Then I think it'll get to a point where people are like, okay, you have this many mm-hmm. listeners. If I'm going to pay to advertise on your podcast, how how do I know people aren't just speeding through it? Yeah. And then that's when, like I said, the feature on Oprah's podcast mm-hmm. where you can't is one of is a thing. And so now you say, well, nope, they can't speed through that. They have to listen to they that. They have to listen and now to people are like, ad. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think there's a ton of opportunity for podcasters. So those of us who actually have podcasts and are interested mm-hmm. in pursuing advertisement as well as for small businesses yes. to have, to build their little tribe, right? right. You, you, you only so, need a hundred people. Exactly. I was yeah. just going to say, so you mentioned the book by Tim Ferriss, yeah. The Tools of Titans, and yeah. I read it over the last two weekends oh, and good. it did mention that, yeah, it mentioned that you only need a hundred super fans, but That's then right. he added this as well. And I wanted to ask you about this idea. He also talks a little bit about, you know, you develop your fan base, But he said that we should give away 99% of our content for free and then Mm -hmm. leave 1% of high-value content that we charge for a premium. Premium, yeah. Okay, so what is the idea behind that? So do you you obviously know who Gary Vee is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same thing with VaynerMedia, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea is that if you want to position yourself or your business and your service as a thought leader in the space, whatever the space is, then first you are going to attract people by having something to value. And they don't know yet. Oh, it's, it's like the hook, hook, because you're still kind of dating that yeah. he talks about. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you're uh-huh. still kind of dating. So they're like, "Is this person legit?" Because you yes. can also curate. It's going back to dating, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's so true. Dating rules apply. Because you know, first you're right. like, "Okay, is mm-hmm. this person legit?" I know they're saying this, but is this really true? Yeah. So you get a little bit more. Okay, yeah. It, are they consistent? Okay, yeah, they're consistent. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. then you go a little deeper, a little further. And so mm-hmm. now you are to the point where you're like, "Gosh, I'm referencing this person all the time. I'm going to go buy their book. I'm going to go buy their yes. fill in the blank." Yes. And so that's, or I'm going to sign up for one of their, their classes. So maybe you do little vignettes or little segments that are, you know, bite-sized, snackable content mm-hmm, that you give away for mm-hmm, free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, as you're pulling people through your funnel, you say, okay, now for this one, for the 10 right. minute or for the 50 minute or for the workshop, now you have to pay. Well, if I've bought into you and, yeah. I, and I believe you have value, then I will pay. Because another thing you're building when you give things away is a bit of, a credit bank. So think Ooh, about it. Yes. If someone is buying you lunch every day, someone buys you lunch, buy you lunch, just on there, they're just like, no, 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 I got it, I got it. You, without them having to say anything, mm-hmm. will start to feel obligated to reciprocate that. That's just human it's nature. It's just human nature, you're so right. So mm-hmm. if I'm getting your free content, getting your free content, getting your free content, or service, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, yeah. at some point inside of me, I'm mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, I'm going to, because su- now I support now you. Now I can support, yeah. I support you because I am I find value here. I support you. And so I'm going to buy it. I'm going to tell other people to buy it. That's just how it goes. So it could be like a class. It could be exactly. a workshop. It could be an online webinar class that's that you right. pay for. So those that's are the longer, things. Yeah. That's longer, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you kind of create, like, I know that I read that Gary Gary V book that said something like there's like four punches and then there's a hook. The hook, yeah. Yeah. Jab, so jab, jab hook. hook. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, yeah, you give them, you give them. And so that's something that Tim Ferriss also talked mm-hmm. about in that book and the 100 super fans. Yep. And I think it does go back to that idea of creating that tribe. And so business owners and, and women or entrepreneurs that create those little tribes, create their little that's groups right. can start, you know, 
I guess, monetizing little by little as, right. as those people create more and they share it with someone else and they say, hey, I love what she's talking about. You should listen in. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then that's the other thing. So if the hundred people quickly become 500, 1,000, 10,000, because think about it, referrals. If you yeah. pick up a paper and you read an ad, new sandwich shop, delicious sandwiches, great service. You're like, well, maybe I'll try it. Mm -hmm. If I come in and say, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I just had the sandwich from this sandwich shop. It was so good. Yeah. The service. You will mm -hmm. probably go today. Mm -hmm. You will make a point to go today. So that referral person to person carries far more weight, far more clout yeah. than anything else. So 100 people who are super fans, they're talking about your brand. They're talking about your business. Then they're telling people. Then once some of those people become, so now the circle's 250. It grows. Now mm -hmm. it's 500. Mm -hmm. Now it's 1,000. So 100 quickly multiplies. But I think so the problem true. is people focus on the 10,000 versus the 100. Mm -hmm. So then you're not giving good, deep value to anyone. Five Bandicia season five is sponsored by SNR Creative. Are you putting your money towards visibility but not seeing any change or business growth? Well, that is the problem. SNR Creative is a boutique marketing and business development firm in Houston that specializes in turning your ideas into reality in the most creative way possible. From social media management to website development, graphic design to event management, this full-service creative team does it all. The world can't go on without your services, so let's make sure everybody knows your name. You're either fascinating or forgotten. What will you choose? Get ahead and above the competition by contacting SNR Creative with the link in my bio. Mention Vice by Alicia and receive a free business consultation. Vibes by Alicia Season 5 is sponsored by SheSpace. Hey you! Yes you! Badass hardworking boss. If you're tired of cliche spaces, of the regular and unimpressive, you want to add a little bit of spice to the shared co-working experience, I have just the place. SheSpace is the hub for bold women. It's the queen's throne away from home. I firmly believe in the proximity principle, which refers to the intention of surrounding yourself with the people who embody your ambitions to achieve them. Find that proximity and experience the dream job life here at SheSpace. With membership, you'll have access to a multitude of amenities, a robust calendar of events, and overall a group of like-minded women. So what are you waiting for? Come and see us at SheSpace. Fives by Alicia Season 5 is sponsored by Finest Blood. Finest Blood provides patients and partners and clinics with service at its finest. Avoid mixed diagnosis in unprecedented times and commit to laboratory services in the finest way. Whether you are participating in mobile or in-lab services, we will provide you with the finest care and make sure your satisfaction is met. No more waiting long hours in clinics. No more waiting long hours for results. No more leaving the comfort of your own home, if that's what you choose. At Finest Blood, our system is designed to alleviate the challenges of accessibility and timeliness of lab work while providing exceptional customer care. We provide you with the best, best care in anything that we do. Come and see us or follow us at finestbloodllc.com. Thank you. 
Now let's 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 lead that conversation towards influencer marketing because it also goes back to the idea that brands are looking for let's say the ten thousand, the twenty thousand, thirty thousand followers. Mm-hmm. However, you know they're now looking at you know what's engagement exactly. for them. So going back to the conversation you did mention last time at the live recording mm-hmm. that you've 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 kind of sensed that influencer marketing and influencers have become caricatures yeah. of yeah of marketing. So tell me a little bit why you feel that way and then um why you want podcasting to stay pure because you did mention that you yeah. hope that podcasting stays pure. So I think that influencer I remember re- I remember the first article that I read this was years ago mm-hmm. about the first and it was actually they actually are in Texas. The man and a woman they're married and they were really the first I guess big influencers where they were making, you know, six figures plus high six figures okay. off of influencer uh-huh. marketing. And a couple things were unique. It was fashion specific. Okay. Lifestyle specific, right? So you think, okay, that makes sense. So that means all of the people who are following them, that mm-hmm. is what they're interested in. And they were going to them, they were seen as trendsetters and thought leaders mm-hmm. in that space. So if they wore the sweater, then 10% of their followers wanted to go buy the go sweater, buy right? So mm-hmm. it was a real clear ROI. Again, yeah. you could really clearly link. Mm-hmm. I bought the sweater from this link, which was posted on this person's profile, right? right. Easy exactly. ROI. So then what started to happen is other brands were like, oh, wait a minute, we need to do that. And then all of a sudden you got mm-hmm. all these people who were influencers that mm-hmm. went out and sold, oh, well, I'll market your water, I'll mm-hmm. market your clothing store, I'll market your chairs that you make. And then you start to see people who were influencers, but you couldn't really tell like, well, what's your thing? What yeah. do you believe in actually? Because is it baby food and formula? So, is so they it, lost authenticity. They lost the real reason why they were doing it. It was just, it was literally whoever will pay me, whoever I will, will do will it. Pay me. Mm-hmm. I will do it. Mm-hmm. And so then what happens? Engagement drops off because I started following this person mm-hmm. because they were into interior design and decor and I was let's say mm-hmm. and now they're talking to me about a skinny stomach tea well, what does it have to do with interior design yeah, nothing yeah, so I'm not gonna like that or click that or be engaged with that yeah. so all of a sudden you start to have this trend which is then why the businesses are like well what's what's engagement what's the ROI because it starts yes. to drop uh-huh. so as influencer marketing rose as a thing that people were doing engagement dropped because then it was people just not everybody but a lot of people mm-hmm. would take whoever whoever mm-hmm. would give them would pay them to do it. And so when I said that I hope podcasting stays pure, I hope that podcasting never gets to the space where you're a podcast that's about lifestyle and business, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden you're talking about a car dealership. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. Unless yeah. that's tied directly to right. the lifestyle mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. or you know what I mean or you're talking about baby form. It, it's just Lifestyle is a broad category, but I still think you define a lane within the category. Within the category, and absolutely. if you go way outside mm-hmm. of your lane, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, wait a minute, what's happening now? Right, and and speaking on things that I know about, correct. To be honest with you, and not just taking it just because somebody decides that that's exactly. what they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's what I mean by pure. We're podcasters. Those yeah. of us who are producing shows stay true. So, like you said, is this a is this person who's going to be a guest or a sponsor? Are we vision aligned? Are we really vision aligned? Do I really believe that their audience mm-hmm. would find value in what I have to say or not? And if not, then that's not the, that's not the right fit. And that's okay. Yeah. You can, there are others. You, dating rules apply. Yes. And that's what so I meant true. by the purity of it. Okay. That it doesn't just turn into this cash grab and the podcast is seven minutes. 
and four and a half of those minutes are ads. Are ads, yeah. And I mean, looking at, you know, the big podcasters, you know, they do have like an hour and a half and they do a lot like joe rogan he has a ton of ads as well like he does them at the beginning and then he does them at the middle i don't listen to him so i'm yeah. not familiar yeah but no but he's you. one of the examples that i was researching as mm -hmm. one of those people that really does a lot of ads and that's how he's making a lot a lot of money but back to the conversation of purity he's losing a lot of followers because of that that so I, then that, you have that's a Joe happening. Rogan, and then you have a Tim Ferriss. Have you ever listened? To Tim I Ferriss? do. I listen to Tim Ferriss too. How yeah. many ads do you hear on Tim Ferriss? I don't hear very many, but I hear some. Not not a, not, a, not few, a lot. Mm -hmm. And he mm -hmm. reads them, and mm -hmm. it's in the beginning, and mm -hmm. it's about a product that he uses. Back yes. to your point, like yes. I actually use this sweet greens or this mm -hmm. whatever it is, mm -hmm. amazing greens, whatever the product is, something he actually uses. Yes. he ties it back to as y'all know, I'm interested in martial arts, and so mm -hmm. this thing da 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 da. So as an audience member, you know, okay, yep, this is this is authentic, right? Yes. Versus all kinds of products and services, mm -hmm. maybe like mm -hmm. this other podcast you're talking about, when mm -hmm. you're like, okay, what's happening now? And yeah, you just don't no. want to listen. And and listeners are are becoming a lot more discerning in that in that yeah. sense as well. Yeah, because I will disconnect from somebody that just goes into something that I just feel like, oh yeah, you you weren't like that before, and all of a sudden you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in my research, I went back and looked at you know the men versus the women. Oh, and so, find? yeah. And so the women are starting to jump in on that same bandwagon because I think they're seeing that if the guys are able to secure these huge endorsements, they want to be able to secure those huge endorsements as well. And so the numbers are starting to come up. So, again, let me ask you this question. Huh. Are we um, as women, as maybe women of color, are we at a disadvantage because we don't want to seem inauthentic or are we not jumping into the bandwagon like these guys you know, that are doing it and they're making the money, but yet we're not. I, I What do you think about I that? Heard a, I have a lot of things to say about that. <laughs> and I, I, will, I will share some of them. I heard somebody say once, and they were talking about a record deal, that they call it a deal because you have to deal with them. Okay. And what they mm -hmm. meant by that is it's sort of like all money isn't good money. And it depends on what, you're, what you want, right? So if you want autonomy, I want autonomy. Mm -hmm. You can ask my husband. He's mm -hmm. like, I know you don't want to be told what to do. That's right. I, I, that's never uh -huh. going to work for me to just take money from, because it's just not going to work for me because I know that there's a trade-off. I know it's the he or she who pays has the say. Yeah. I'm not, that's not going to work for me. Mm -hmm. That may work for someone else. They mm -hmm. may have a very specific goal that they're trying to attain that's, fi you know, financially um, they need to do these certain things to get there. And they may see that as a path and that may work for them. So when you say, I never think you're at a disadvantage for being authentic. Okay. I think that it can seem that way mm -hmm. depending on what scoreboard you're checking. Okay. For, right. So mm -hmm. if you're checking the scoreboard of dollars only, yeah. then it's going to, and it's right gonna now look that way. it's going to mm -hmm. look like it's a mm -hmm. disadvantage. Mm -hmm. If you're checking the scoreboard of how do I feel inside and what my images and the message I'm putting out and am I lining up is my say and my do gap narrow or non-existent and if that's what's most important to you then I think you're not at a disadvantage so again it's yeah it just depends on what someone's goals are and like I said in long-term short-term goals maybe help people make that decision do you find though that because we do want to stay close to who we are and we want to stay close to our core our vision our mission that we are um not necessarily jumping in on some of the big deals or maybe not um, approaching those those. So things. now we're talking about a different thing. Yeah. So now we're talking about being afraid to go for what you want. Right. Because uh -huh. you can do both. You can be okay. true Tell me to how you who do you both. are uh -huh. 
and not afraid to go for the big deal. Okay. I think that's, that's the thing. So it's, Sometimes we see people, like you said, in the, in this example of like going for these big sponsors. Okay, they just go for they just go for the big sponsors, and, right? But they may be doing that at the cost and expense of their authenticity. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're both. Maybe that is what they want. Maybe they're like, nope, this is what I want. I want to make the most amount of money I can in this amount of time, and this is a path, and this is what I'm doing, and I know that, and I feel good about that. Whereas someone else may say, I don't feel good about this. But I'm going to do it because I feel like I should because, I, you know, I don't want to leave money on the table. Yeah. So I think that what, what you've just mentioned is you can do both. You can be authentic mm-hmm. and you can go for what you want. I think that's mm-hmm. where women have the trouble is going for what we want because mm-hmm. that's really a value. That's a self-value okay. issue, mm-hmm. not an opportunity issue. Mm-hmm. There are many opportunities, but do you value yourself enough to go after the most expensive one. Right. Like we self-sabotage because we don't feel like we're worthy or there's like a imposter syndrome going on, that kind of thing. It's more intrinsic and more emotional and psychological than we're giving it credit for. Exactly. So I don't, there are are no lack of opportunities. And it's, I mean, there are books and books Mm -hmm. and books on a lot of times women aren't getting some opportunities because we're not asking for them. We're not pursuing them. We're not making a path for ourselves. Like I had a friend tell me once, Sometimes you you chip away at the iceberg and then you realize, you know what, I'm just going to go around it mm-hmm. and just go around it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are other ways, other there are ways many to ways chip that, yeah. mm-hmm. to, to get, get to, to the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think sometimes what happens is we try this way, it doesn't work, mm-hmm. and then we never try again. And yeah. then we say, oh, you know, I'm leaving a lot of stuff on the table. Well, yeah, but it's not because you're not just going after anybody who's throwing you dollars. It's because you've given up on trying because you don't believe that you can achieve it. You don't believe you're worthy. You don't believe fill in Mm -hmm. the blank, Mm -hmm. but opportunities are vast. It's, do we believe that we can get them? Do we believe that we can actually go for it and get it? Shavonna, give me one tip on how, what you tell our lady business owners to get through that, that challenge or that hump of us like pursuing the next thing, the next level journal. Write okay. down formally, informally, write down beyond the reason I say journal, because that's probably for a lot of people, a lot of women, the only place that you'll be really, really honest. Mm-hmm. What are you mm-hmm. actually afraid of? Mm-hmm. What is it actually? Is it I'm afraid that if I become too successful, I'm going to alienate my friends yeah. and my family. Yeah. And if I alienate my friends, and my family, I'm going to be lonely. And if I'm lonely, then I'm not going to be happy. And I would have done all this work and then I'm not happy. Okay. And, you, yeah. and then you can reverse engineer. To and make we sure create scenarios in our head that are, don't even exist and we don't even know they're going to happen. Correct. But we're we don't know them. what's going to happen. Yeah. Even two minutes from now, we don't we know. Don't. But, but the mm-hmm. point is, it, I think until you actually have it written down on paper, okay. what is it that I'm actually afraid of? And then say it out loud. Now it becomes real. Now yeah. you can deal with it. You can dismantle it. You can dismantle those limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, not, that's, that's what I would say. Because I think what happens is, and I, I've experienced this often, where I'm talking to someone and I'm listening and then I'll say, well, what are you afraid of? And they'll first say, like, I'm not afraid of anything. And then a couple more questions yeah. and then, then it comes out. Right. Well, what do you really want? Right. You're telling me, you're telling me some mm-hmm. things, but these are, I don't feel like that's so you, what you, you really want. You have to dig want. in a little bit more, dig in, dig in, dig in. So I mm-hmm. say that would be the thing. Dig into yourself. Into yourself. What is mm-hmm. it I'm afraid of? Did somebody 20 years ago make that comment about you when you did something awesome? That right. happened to me. Mm-hmm. Where someone like a long time ago when I was an intern made a comment mm-hmm. that I thought, oh, she thinks she's all that. Because I participated in this exercise yeah. where they had us do this this thing mm-hmm. and I had I was the last person standing. And that was like the peak. And, but that's just as it were. 
And yeah. so I carried that voice in my head to not shine too bright, not do too much, mm-hmm. not not because thinking that there was going to be that person saying, oh, well, she thinks blah, 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 blah. She thinks she's all that. And mm-hmm. I had to realize, mm-hmm. oh, that's a limiting belief that is not true. Because like, do you actually think that? No, I don't think that. Okay, so what is that about? Oh, that's because that one time you shine bright, not even that you were trying to, it just happened. Yeah. Someone batted you down. And you never dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. let that guide me. Yeah, the next things that you yeah. do. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, that's silly. But I had to, like, say it. I had to call it out yeah. for myself. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. So first thing is doing that. And then making sure that you have people around you that are going to build you up. And I'm not saying bullshit you. I don't know. You have yeah. to edit that out. No, it's I don't not, know. No, we keep all that. It's not bullshit you. <laughs> yeah. Build you up. Yeah. So building you up means telling you when you're doing your say is not lining up. You mm-hmm. say you want to do this, but then but you're, you're doing, doing this. this. So mm-hmm. what help, for, like I, I tell yeah. the ladies I work yeah. out with all the time, friend, what are we doing? What are we doing, friend? Because you told me this, mm-hmm. and now you're doing this, and mm-hmm. those two things don't match. So having those people around you, that will build you up, including making sure they, they hold you accountable for yeah. what you say you want to do. what you say you're going to do. And they help you. Mm-hmm. If you like I told one of my other friends, what do you need me to help you do? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, maybe this. And I said, OK, well, we we went through some things. She's like, oh, I have one of those. I'm like, OK, perfect. Yes. And we were able to just in a phone call, quick phone call. Totally correct. That's the thing. So you journal, you call mm-hmm. out the thing that you're afraid of. You share that with someone. So then you have some accountability or maybe with yourself only if you don't feel comfortable. And that's fine. And then you get folks around you that are going to build you up, mm-hmm. not bullshit you. That means yeah. holding you accountable no, yeah. and supporting you and accomplishing your goals. You're right. That's how you get over the hump. You're right. And I think that's a lot of women are suffering. They don't, they want to start like a podcast or they want to start a business, but they're thinking about that moment. Somebody said that was a stupid idea. Yep. And that yes. keeps, that keeps them from pushing and pushing forward, you know, yes. or moments when you have like some great opportunity coming to you and you just say, Oh, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I'm worthy enough for it. That's Having right. somebody you can call right away and say, listen, this just happened to me. Talk Talk me through it because I can do this, but I'm just feeling like I'm not worthy exactly. of it. Exactly. Yeah. And everything you're, sounds you're right crazy about that. until somebody does it. You know, everything sounds, oh, that's so crazy. I can't believe you until you do I it. I love that. Just do it. Really try it. Good advice. My mom always says nothing beats a failure, but a try. Try. If it doesn't work, okay. But you tried and you know you tried versus you, not trying and always yeah. having that thing. Oh, I wonder if I don't, I, when I die, there's going to be no, I wonder if. Yeah. You will always fail at the I'm things you don't try. Th- I'm going to yeah. do all of the things yes. and some of them are going to work and some yeah. of them are going to be shit, but I'm going to do all of them. And being okay with that, right. And being yeah. okay with the failure and being okay with moving forward and doing that. And like having like a conversation with somebody and say, yeah, you know what? That's not a failure. It was a learning experience and you're growing from it and you're moving forward and I still support you and That's I still right. believe in what you do. And right. I think that is like so key and so important um because that is a true empowerment of women yeah and language matters language matters so you know it's things don't work so what Mm -hmm. so what everything's not gonna work that's I mean I'm I'm like a little scientist over here like I I like to solve problems well that means you have a hypothesis I want to do this thing yes okay I'm gonna try this way okay that didn't work scrap okay I'm gonna try this way that didn't work scrap you may have to do it 17 times before you get to the thing. Yeah. But that's part of the journey. That's part of the learning. And so then what you do is now you're able to tell these other women who are just starting out when they say, okay, I'm thinking about doing it this way. You say, okay, but I want to tell you, I did it that way and this is what I experienced. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And they say, ooh, okay, good, good insight. Let me mm-hmm. take that in and incorporate that into my plan so I don't have to make True. the exact same mm-hmm. mistakes. So then you help them get to where they're going faster because now all those failures are experiences 
right. that you get to talk about. Much of the things that I know is because I try all kinds of stuff and some stuff doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, well, now I know that. Do you think that that's why mentors could be a, a, a very important component in a girl's growth and a Absolutely. woman's growth is having a mentor that guides you through those processes because we all Absolutely. face them? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mentorship. I have many mentees and I have over the years and I'll mm -hmm. continue to do that. And then also the, on the inverse, I have people, even some of my mentees, mm -hmm. I learn from everybody, mm -hmm. whether it's I'm the mentor, they're the mentee or whatever. The point is I'm, my eyes are open. I'm learning, mm -hmm. I'm listening, I'm incorporating information. Mm -hmm. I'm updating my processes and my systems and my protocols and I get better. I spiral up, right? Yes. You can spiral down or you can spiral up. I spiral up. Yeah, for sure. I love this. This is such a good conversation. I'm Thank so, you so grateful much. to have you today. But before we go, yes. and before we finish up, I want you to tell me two podcasts that you're listening to now and that you think my audience would appreciate. So two that I think your audience would yes. appreciate. So I got to pull out my little phone. <laughs> yeah. and look. So Optimize Me, which okay. is, um, I love Optimize, the, the whole Optimize family. Brian Johnson. I haven't heard a, about that one yet. It's fantastic. Okay. So I recommend that. And then the other podcast that I think, so I'm a vegetarian. Um, so I'm thinking you said lifestyle. So there's mm -hmm. this one that is called the Plant Proof Podcast with Simon Hill. And Simon's from Australia. I like that. A lot of the podcasts I listen to, Super Age, that's another good one. So it's all about like. Super Age. Yeah, about aging and like being oh. better. So it's it's older, better, wiser, you know, healthier. I love that name, by the way, yeah. Super Age. I, I listen to that. Um, those would be the ones, I think. So I'll, if I'm looking at my little podcast <laughs> history and all of them, I'm Tim Ferriss, You don't have any true crime in there? No, no, <laughs> I don't. That's like the biggest thing right now. It's true crime. Well, you know what? I'll say this. The Daily Stoic, that's a very, that's another good one. You oh, know that's what? a good one, I'll yes. say this. That's another thing, Alicia, that I think, you know, I would impart on people. Mm -hmm. um, hope is not a strategy. I have this on the wall in the office. You must do, you must plan and do the work. A lot of people want a lot of things, but when mm -hmm. they look at, when I look at how they spend their 24 hours, we all get the same 24 hours. You, me, mm -hmm, Tim Ferriss, mm -hmm. Oprah, mm -hmm. name the person, they get 24 hours. We waste a lot of our time with things that don't feed our mind, that don't exactly. build us up. Distractions, that right? Don't, distraction, distraction, mm -hmm, distraction. Mm -hmm. I read that in the book. Distraction, distraction, <laughs> distraction, book, right? It's one of the worst things you could, it's distractions. So yeah. one of the things you're going to do when you journal, mm -hmm. folks who are going to do the exercise is turn off the distractions. I don't have any notifications on my phone. I don't, my husband has to say, did you see my Facebook post? And I'm like, no, <laughs> just tell me. Because it's a distraction. Mm -hmm. It's a distraction. Mm -hmm. And so that's the other thing. I, I think, again, it's that say-do gap. If you say you want to accomplish fill in the blank goal mm -hmm. what are you doing every day to get you there and I guarantee unless you want to be a true crime fiction writer mm -hmm. listening to a true crime <laughs> podcast ain't it I guarantee it, it what if it, it helps to relax yeah. well so does yoga <laughs> so does a walk so and then that's that's double time that's productive that. in another way You're but you know right. what I yeah, mean yeah. Mm -hmm. and it's, it's one it's not to say leisure is like you, you don't do it of course but it's okay after you've done all of the things that you're supposed to do on that list mm -hmm, of things mm -hmm. that are getting you to your goals, to your goals. Mm -hmm. then, okay, sure. Mm -hmm. But most, what I find is it's the opposite. It's yeah. all the time is well, like someone said, instead of making time for your work, mm -hmm. make time for the distraction, mm -hmm. do your work, your passion, your goal, whatever that do that make, let that take up most of your time. 
and then exactly. take a break to be distracted. We do it the other way around. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of people say they want to be successful. They want to make a lot of money. But what are you doing to get to those to those things? What are you even or doing they're looking at other people's time. lives? Exactly. Like, what is your life? What does the, the day look like? What where do you where are you spending your energy on? That's right. Are you allowing things outside of your control to affect everything that you do and not let you continue in your path? Everybody wants to do things, but do they have the discipline? And it goes back to that book that you mentioned and mm-hmm. that I read. You allow those things, and there's little uh, habits that these people have that they create for themselves every single day and leads them to their goal. Every titan in that book has a morning routine that they they do, do and all of them get up early, and all of them, I mean, everyone, they feed their mind, their body, their spirit first, and then they do the things. And then they do the things, yeah. But that's the thing. I recommend that book highly because it's so Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. It's a great book. And it just helps. Yeah, thank you, you for recommending. Honest. I had read another one by him, the four day week uh, yep. work week, and that was really good. But yep. I, this one was really instrumental and in just really giving me that idea that you really have to focus and really become disciplined if you're trying to reach that next goal, that next level. That's right. I love it. Thank you so much. And before I go, I just want uh, people to know how they can find you and maybe um, locate your services. Yeah. Where can they go and see you? So www.snr-creative.com that's her website and so you can find all of our socials and things like that and our social media team our digital marketing team does a great job so all the stuff there is them not me so if you think it's beautiful kudos shout out to the DMT they're beautiful they do a great job and then I'm on LinkedIn and, and I would say if I'm active on anything Weekly, it's LinkedIn. I probably spend maybe 40 minutes a week. I'll read stuff, repost. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm on LinkedIn, Shivana Robert Schreiber, and like I said, our website. So thank you so much. Fantastic. Thank you for being here. Of course. Appreciate you so much. Guys, we're going to be linking everything on the podcast description, and then we're also going to be sharing on social media. And if you want to hear anything else, please let me know. DM me. Give me some feedback. Instead of review, please share this with your friends. We can't wait for the next one. Thank you, Shivana. Thank you.